So this question is, how can I love the Lord with my heart? Now, I have a question for you related to that. Let's talk, uh, let's tell a story. Imagine that there is a baby in here. Does any have like a baby brother or sister? There are no babies, brothers or sisters in here. Like baby, like real, real little. No, no. Okay, no infants. You have a cousin. What's your cousin's name? Maze, Maisie? Maisie. You have a cousin too that's a... a uh, Maisie. Okay, so let's talk about Maisie for a second. We'll take, we'll go with uh, Maisie as the example. So I want you to imagine that you put in front of Maisie a ball that has flashing lights and buttons and makes really cool noises. And that you also put in front of Maisie a $100 bill. Which of those two things is Maisie going to want most? Obviously. Yes, the flashing ball. Okay, which of these two things is objectively more valuable? The $100 bill. Okay, good. So you guys are tracking with me. This is very, very important. Okay, so we have these things that we find valuable, and we're, we're learning what these things are. So uh, as, we, as we figure out these things, could everybody just open your Bibles up to Matthew chapter 6? Uh, verses 19 to 21. So Matthew 6, 19 is what you're looking for. Okay, cool. So we're asking this question, how can I love God with my heart? So let's go back to our baby for just a second. Uh, what's, what's her name? Maisie. Maisie. Okay, let's talk about Maisie. Maisie has the flashing ball and the $100 bill. We know that the, uh, the $100 bill is objectively more valuable than the flashing ball that makes a lot of noises, right? Uh, but Maisie is wrong uh, in placing, like, she values the ball more. So, like, when we talk about treasure, Jesus is referring, uh, referring to the, the things that we find valuable. So treasure is this. It's whatever I find valuable that receives the majority of my time and attention. Whatever I find valuable that receives the majority of my time and attention. So like Maisie, even though the $100 bill is like objectively more valuable, uh, Maisie is like going to chase after that ball all the time. She's going to give all of her time and attention to that ball because it's just, it's more interesting to her, right? So, uh, so she finds that ball really valuable. She's going to give it to her, her time and attention. She's going to treasure it more than that $100 bill, even though the $100 bill is more valuable. Okay. So uh, one of the things that Jesus is doing is he's comparing. He's comparing these kinds of treasure. Uh, so I, like, I wonder if we could think for just a second. I want us to think about our neighborhoods, uh, the people in our neighborhoods, people in our schools maybe, uh, people in our towns and our cities. Um, just think about the people that are around us. What kinds of things do people treasure? What kinds of things do people treasure? Do they give their time and attention to? Work. Okay, so we could look at uh, people around us who spend 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week at work, and we would say they really treasure their career or something about uh, what, what might they treasure if they're working a lot, if they're spending a lot of time working, because there are several things that they could like. Sure. Okay, so they, they might treasure the thing that they're working with, and that's why they spend so much time there. They really love spending time with the thing that they're working 
with. Okay, what's another reason somebody might spend a ton of time at work? What might they be treasuring a lot? What do you guys get when you work? Yes, you get money when you work. So somebody could work 70, 80 hours a week just because they like, they treasure money a lot. Now, some people have to work that much because they need to make money to survive, but some people are really treasuring that money. Okay, so what are some other things? Uh, we talked about work. What are some other things that people around us treasure a lot? They give their time and attention to. Children. Yeah. Children. Okay, that's good. So parents treasure their children. Now, children are a good thing. It is a good thing for parents to be able to raise children, and some people can be seeking the Lord, and in seeking the Lord, care for their children really, really well, and give their time and attention to their children. But sometimes people can give way too much too much of their time and attention to their children, so much so that they ignore God, they ignore other people around them, and those sorts of things too. But they're giving, the idea is that they treasure their children, they're giving their time and attention. What other things can people give their time and attention to? Can they treasure Cora? Pets, yes, okay, so like you walk outside your house and you see people all around you walking their dogs and caring for their dogs and buying nice toys for their dogs and getting great food for their dogs, like all of this stuff, right? People like do so much for their pets, right? So they really treasure, they give their time and attention to their pets. Dylan. My grandpa brought up a good point while I was going to my baseball game mm -hmm. yesterday. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, we were driving by, there's like this huge, like, mansion-sized dog resort. Mm. It's, yeah, I've seen those things before. It's crazy. You like can get your dog a massage. Yeah. It's like a park attached beside this mansion. Yeah. And, like, three more parks behind it. Three more parks behind it. Okay. So people can give like so much of their time and attention to their pets. Like sometimes it's like, are you serious? Like you care about your pets more than you care about people. Okay, so we're going to deal, we're dealing with this question of how can I love God with my heart? And Jesus actually tells us that we can have the ability to, to determine the direction that our hearts are going to go in. So um, the things that he's saying, the things that you treasure, your heart is actually like going to end up whatever on whatever thing it is that you treasure the most. So in order to, to actually figure out how to direct our hearts, Jesus is going to cause us to ask ourselves a few questions first. And so everything that we do in here uh, in the 5-6 is oriented towards questions. We're answering questions because God's Word always has, it has answers for some of the deepest questions of life. And so the first question that Jesus causes us to ask ourselves is this, and this is the first point in your note. Uh, what kind of a hoarder am I? What kind of a hoarder am I? Okay, so uh, Jesus says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Okay, so uh, Jesus says, lay up for yourselves. Has anybody in here seen or heard of the TV show Hoarders? Okay, so we've got we've got two. Okay, so I'm gonna explain. Okay, so do we know what hoarders are? I have that question. Do we know? Raise your hand if you know what hoarders are. Okay, good. So, hoarders are these people who have things in their house and they never want to get rid of their things. And so what they do is they keep stacking their things on top of their other things until uh, their house is 
a mess and all the space is taken up with all of their things. This is, this is what hoarders turn into. Okay, so uh, I, like, it says lay up for yourself. So I imagine like a hoarder, like as their stacks grow, taller and taller, like they have to reach up, they have to lay stuff up on top of their stacks, like they're laying things up on top of one thing after another. So this is what this laying up is referring to, it's kind of like you're hoarding some stuff away. Okay, so uh, what would a hoarder's house look like on the inside? Jaden. Yes, okay, so yeah. Yes, okay, so you have tons of boxes and bags. Like, it is filled to the brim with boxes. There's, she says like, there's not even enough stuff, maybe even for a human, to go inside of a place that a hoarder uses. Okay, uh, what else, Meta? Any other ideas on what a hoarder's house looks like? El? Very messy with the things they hoard all around. Yes, okay, very messy. They can't go in their house because they have to squeeze through Yes. Okay, okay, so there's no space for people doing. Um, I kind of know and have seen one because my. Okay. So I have a paper out, and one of the people cut, like, is either moving or just has too much stuff mm. for a small house or just kind of stacked in front of the Yeah. Room. And then my grandpa kind of refuses to get rid of a lot of things. So <laughs> it doesn't spill into his house. Sure. But it, it, the garage... The garage is full of stuff. Unusable. Yeah, yeah, that happens sometimes. Okay, Maddie. Sometimes I see, like, people have, like, they fill their car with stuff. Oh, my goodness. I, like, I was the worst at this. Like, I filled my car with all of my stuff because I was like, oh, I'm always going to need this stuff, and I always have... And my car is with me wherever I go, so I'll just keep my stuff in my car all the time. So, like, I was a bit of a hoarder there a little bit. Okay, so uh, why, why do hoarders hoard? Cora. Because they like to collect okay, they like to collect things. That's good. Jaden. Mostly because if they see something they like, they have to buy it. They see something they like, they have to buy it. Okay, good. Elliot, do you have another one? Okay. That's good. That's really, really good. Okay, so like, has anybody ever had this thought, like, I can't throw this away? because it's gonna be really, really valuable to me someday. Like, it's gonna be important, so I have to hold on to it, right? Okay, yes, I've had this thought too, okay? So a hoarder is in that state of mind all the time. They can never throw anything away because they think it's going to be useful and important to them someday, okay? So they think their, their stuff is valuable enough that they're gonna get rid of space in their house. They have so little space, but they're gonna get rid of space in their house in order to save this thing, okay? Treasures. We're talking about our time and attention. The thing that uh, the thing our treasures are the things that we fill our time and attention with. I want you to imagine that your time and attention are like the frame of a house. Uh, they're the walls and the doors and the windows, the frame of a house. And so when Jesus says lay up for yourselves, what he's saying is like you need to store stuff away in your house. You like you literally like need to hoard. You need to grab onto stuff to put in your house. So lay up for yourselves. Hoard it away. And so you're going to you're going to store away from so a lot of stuff in this house because you have a lot of space in your time and attention. But as you, as you lay up for yourselves, as you hoard stuff away, you're going to be very limited in your time and attention. And things are going to fill up to the brim, like we, what we were talking about. And here's the reality. Everybody 
is going to hoard something in this house that we call our time and attention. And so the question that we have to answer is, what are we going to hoard in our house? So there are two kinds of hoarding materials that Jesus talks about. What does the text say are the two kinds of treasures that we can lay out for ourselves? There are two kinds of treasures. Cora. Okay, treasures on earth and treasures in heaven. These are the two kinds of treasures that we can choose to hoard away. Okay, so what does it say about earthly treasures? Do you got one? Um, I was going to say what I hoard. Oh, you were going to say what you hoard? Okay, what do you hoard? Stuffed animals. Stuffed animals, okay. I my bed in them. Okay, so you pile stuffed animals onto your bed. That's yeah. cool. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, earthly treasures. What does it say about earthly treasures? Avery, what does, uh, what does this say about earthly treasures, the, the scripture passage? What does, what does the scripture passage say about earthly treasures, treasures on earth? What happens to them? They disappear, right. What destroys them? It says what and what destroy them. And the first line there. Thieves break in and steal, right? And moth and rust destroy, right? So they'll cause the the treasures, those treasures on earth, they're actually, they're not going to last forever. So uh, what does it look like for someone who has had, uh, they've had stuff hoarded in their house for like years and years on end? Like what starts to happen? Uh, Maybe they hoard like rags and junk and they pile this stuff together, and then they leave it there for a long time. And it, like, what happens to it? It It starts to rot. It gets nasty. It starts to fall apart. Um, And so uh, these things, these things actually fade away pretty quickly. So what's objectively more valuable? Something that fades away quickly or something that lasts forever? Okay, good. I'm glad we're clear on that. Something that lasts forever is uh, objectively more valuable. Okay, so what are some, we've already kind of talked about some examples of earthly treasures. Like we, t- we talked about pets, we talked about money, uh, we talked about just our jobs, the things that we do. Um, there are these treasures that we can lay up on earth. And then Jesus talks about heavenly treasures. And he says, these things, these These last forever. Moth and rust, they can't destroy these things. Thieves can't steal these things from you. Uh, And so Jesus talks, when he talks about heavenly things, we have to kind of understand what Jesus is talking about. Because we can imagine like heavenly things being like treasures we lay up in heaven, like, oh, like this place where the clouds and the angels are playing their harps and it's like everybody's floating around and stuff like that. And that's not at all what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about heavenly things. Things. Okay, so he's talking about heavenly things, and this is what he says. It's basically anything that has to do with trusting and following Jesus. So whenever Jesus talks about heaven, uh, he's talking about something called the kingdom of God. So Jesus right now uh, in Matthew 6, he's in the middle of his Sermon on the Mount. And when he's in the, anytime he's talking in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, he's talking about the kingdom of God and what does the kingdom of God look like and what do people who are part of the kingdom of God do and, and what are they like? And so uh, it's, it's basically this way of life, this way of living that looks forward 
to a future when everything that's wrong with the world, and there are a lot of things wrong with the world, right? The world's got a lot of sin. Uh, a lot of people mistreat others. Um, a lot of people only care about themselves. And so uh, everything that's wrong with the world, he's like, that's going to be done away with. Everything will be made right and things will be made new. And God is going to reign as king. This is what the kingdom of God is. And so when Jesus is talking about heavenly things, he's talking about this way of life that we start, we can start living into that right now. And it's kind of like the way of Jesus. So basically anything that has to do with trusting and following Jesus, this is how we start laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven. This is how we make space in our time and attention to, uh, towards heavenly things. Okay. So when we fill our time and attention with trusting and following Jesus, basically what happens is that we create moments of everlasting value that no one can take away from us. Every time we fill our time and attention with trusting and following Jesus, we can create moments of everlasting value that no one can take away from us. But if I am you, I am asking this question. How do I know that trusting and following Jesus is more valuable than chasing after earthly things? How do I know that trusting and following Jesus is more valuable than chasing after earthly things? Because like if, like earthly things seem pretty awesome sometimes. Like the things that we look at around us, the things that we can fill our time and attention with, like just in our immediate spheres, whether, I don't know if it's shopping, or I don't know if it's video games, or screens, or devices, or uh, tools, I don't know what it might be, but uh, we might have some things that, that objectively seem pretty awesome to fill our time and attention with. And how, how do I know that following Jesus is better than that? So there are some options. You could take Jesus's word for it, uh, because everything that he says is true, but sometimes, like, we can't experience that that's true. So, like, Another, we could take somebody like Paul's word for it, who in Philippians 3, uh, he actually said, I like achieved the highest status. I was the Hebrew of Hebrews. I was like the most important guy. I knew everything. I was like at the top of the ladder. And he says, I count that all as rubbish, literally like nasty, trash, decrepit, like things falling apart, rotten meat, all of this. I count it as rotten, worthless, pointless for the sake of knowing Christ. Like, so all of these possible earthly things that he could have gotten, he says, I count it all as rubbish for the sake of knowing Christ. So there's that. But I think what we're getting at is the general idea that, that we want to go to Jesus and we want to say to Jesus, Jesus, prove to me that you are worth my time and attention. Jesus, prove to me that you are worth my time and attention. And, uh, I mean, the reality is, is that he has. God proved his love to us in this. This comes from Ephesians. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is how God showed his love for us. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So we might ask the question, is hoarding heavenly treasures worth it? And while we were still sinners, Jesus died so that we would actually be able to start hoarding heavenly things. So that we could put heavenly, th heavenly things inside of this framework of our time and attention. So to Jesus, us being able to do this, us being able to actually start hoarding heavenly things, it was worth giving his life. This is how much Jesus believed that hoarding heavenly things was worth it. He said, it's worth giving my life for. Okay, so we're still trying to answer this question. How can I love God with my heart, 
so we have that first question, like what kind of hoarder am I? But then we have a second question that we have to answer. And that second question is this, where is my heart going to go? Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So very simple um, way to understand how this works, because our hearts are sometimes hard things to understand. Uh, we can't, we always, we always don't want the things that we should want. Our hearts want other things. But what Jesus is suggesting is that the more you treasure something, the more your heart is actually going to follow after it. So uh, your heart is actually going to follow what you choose to hoard. Your heart's going to follow what you choose to hoard, what you choose to treasure, what you give your time and attention to. The thing that you give the most of your time and attention to. You know that like after giving your time and attention to that over a long period of time, your heart is actually going to start following that. Okay, so I want to tell you guys a story from my life because I had something that I chose to hoard that was not very good for me. But uh, some people might also choose to hoard this thing. I don't know. So I chose to hoard the idea of people liking me. I really, really wanted people to like me. Okay, so uh, when uh, this is, this is kind of how it happened. Like I, I filled my time and attention with getting people to like me. And so uh, whenever someone liked me, my heart was very full. But whenever somebody didn't like me, my heart was very empty. And because I choose, chose to hoard experiences where people like me, I followed my heart and did things that I shouldn't have done because I knew people would like me more for it. Well, then, uh, uh, you know, I, I believed in Jesus. I trusted in Jesus. And Jesus actually started showing me that what I was choosing to hoard um, was not good for me. And it was actually doing something bad to my heart. Uh, and, and so as he showed me like this bad thing that it was doing to my heart, that my heart was actually, I was really broken every time I couldn't get people to like me. And let me tell you guys a secret. You're never going to get everybody to like you. Did you know that? You're, like, you're never going to get everybody to like you. There will inevitably be somebody who doesn't like you or doesn't like something that you said or that you offend or something like that. And, and, um, and that, that caused me a lot of pain, but it showed me that my heart was actually chasing after something. I was filling my time and attention with something that was unhelpful. And so when Jesus showed me this, I started praying to him to change my heart. But then I did something. I made a decision to start hoarding anything that had to do with trusting and following Jesus. So I made a decision to place my time and attention, the majority of my time and attention, on trusting and following Jesus. And you know what happened? My heart actually started to change. So as I filled this house of my time and attention with, with opportunities for trusting and following Jesus and, and reflected on things about trusting and following Jesus, as I did this, I, um, my heart actually started to change. So I don't know what kind of treasures you, you're choosing to hoard right now. I don't know what fills the majority of your time and attention. It might be Jesus. It might be something else. But try to imagine what happens to your heart in one year if you keep uh, filling your time with that thing. In two years, in five years, in 10 years, what direction will your heart go in? Where is your heart going to end up? Now, the good news is, is that even when we're choosing to treasure other things, Jesus still wants a relationship with us. And while our hearts are often far away from him, he still gave his life for us and wants to be with us. So when we ask this question, how can I love the Lord with my heart? The big idea is this. 
hoard heavenly things and your heart will follow. Okay, so what? We ask so what because we want to know why did we just sit here for 20 minutes talking to each other? What was the point of it? What's the most important thing that we could boil this down to? So this is the so what. Walking with Jesus is better than any other treasure that we could hoard, but why? There are three reasons why I'm going to give you those three reasons. The first one is this, that he offers to make us God's children instead of what the Bible calls children of wrath or children of the devil. Um, that we actually, we could be those things, but uh, when we trust in Jesus, he actually gives us the opportunity to become God's children. The second one is this, he gives us the promise of a hope and a future. Jesus actually gives us a, a, a future kingdom, a future heaven that we can look forward to where everything that's wrong with the world is done away with. And, and we can actually, God is going to reign as king and the world will be right and, and the world will be whole and we'll be reunited with loved ones who trusted in Jesus and who believed in Jesus and we'll be together and we'll all be worshiping God and, and, and doing, carrying out his will. Okay, so that's the second one. The third one is this, knowing God's power and promises are for our good. So last week, the other pastor, Alex, uh, talked about the things that we know, uh, how, to, how to love the Lord with our head. And he said, the way that we love the Lord with our head is that we, we try to figure out everything about God's power, which is given to us in Scripture. We learn about God's power in Scripture and through His Holy Spirit. We learn about God's promises in Scripture and through His Holy Spirit. And so the way that we love God is with our head is, is by getting to know his power and his promises. And here's the really, really cool thing. This is what tells us that Jesus is better than any other treasure we could hoard. is because God's promises and God's power, they are for our good. Okay. So I am going to pray. And then uh, Ms. Renee is going to lead you guys in some discussion questions. And then after that, we are going to go serve our dads. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I am um, just so grateful to know that your promises, your power, everything that you do, do, when we trust in you, when we start following you, and we start hoarding away these opportunities to, to follow you and to trust you, Lord. When we start filling up our time and attention with that, that you actually show us that your promises, your power, they are for our good. Lord, and not only that, but as we start to do that, you start to make shifts in our heart, in our desires. Lord, that we, uh, our heart actually moves towards that thing that we start treasuring. And so, Lord, I don't know what that looks like for everybody in here, but I ask that you would help all of us to, to find ways to start placing the majority of our time and attention on on things that help us to trust and follow you. Lord, we know that uh, you are good and that you want this for us, Lord, and we know absolutely that you are worth it, Lord. And for anybody who would be wondering that, Lord, I just pray that you would show us more and more how much you are worth receiving our time and attention, Lord, how much it is worth to, to store up those heavenly things. Lord, I thank you for this place that you've given us. I thank you for this time together, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.